there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Hey, hey, welcome into the program. This is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Paulie Howard. Yes, we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. On tap today, over the next three hours, of course, plenty of NFL reaction to Super Wildcard Weekend and the opening numbers for the divisional round. Michael Lombardi, former longtime NFL executive and current VEASAN host on the show in an hour. I can guess that he's going to go scorched earth on at least one, if not two, coaches after this weekend. Michael Gelkin, who covers the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News on tonight's final game, Paulie, of the uh, wildcard round. Huge one, Monday Night Football Cowboys at the Buccaneers. So the game that finished, uh, it only feels like a handful of hours ago, in Cincinnati, the Bengals hung on to beat the Ravens. And how about that landing spot? To finish with a seven-point margin of victory, 24-17, right? That opened up six and a half. Yeah. You had the, uh, Paulie, the closing line value because it did go to nine and a half throughout the week. And they came all the way back down. So that could not have been a good landing spot for sports books. Everybody should have won on that game last night. But that... I think so far, that's probably the play of the playoffs. And I'm talking about the Huntley leap from the goal line that was knocked out of his hands. Defensive lineman Sam Hubbard, it goes right into his hands, and he goes almost 100 yards the other way for a touchdown. As I said on on Twitter last night, Paulie, that's a potential playoff tilting moment in one game. Yeah. Yep. Ravens are going to win the game. Yes, they are. It was a Harbaugh special. Chew clock, shorten the game, use the rushing attack. They were great. And then I, but that is just silly, and Collinsworth was all over it. If you're going to bring the guys in behind them to push them, you, you don't do both, right? And then you'd go Air Jordan from the two-yard line, right? and he's short. It's ridiculous that they do that, and they're going to win the game, and then 98 yards the other way, and, it, it, and then you, you, ha, you take 
You take over with three minutes left, and it comes down. You, you're forced to throw a Hail Mary. The horrible clock management. The clock management there. was just, it, come on, man. You've been the head coach here for a long, long time. Oh, my God. Why are you huddling twice? There's 50 seconds left. Yeah. Are you saving your timeouts for when? The preseason in August? Ah. I could not get that move. And then, by the way, Huntley, um, that's almost completed. That's almost a almost. Hail Mary that's completed. And rest assured, he was going for two oh, on the win. No doubt in my mind. As well. But, I mean, you just that is only the second time in the last 15 seasons where a team lost a playoff game and ran for more than 150 yards and allowed fewer than 250. Yards 364 to 230, rushing yards 155 to 51. Yep. You got to win that game. You have to. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense why you would tell the guy, plus with Dobbins behind him, I mean, you, you, either you push him, but you don't go you don't go try to jump in from the two-yard line. So that's the problem with the formation, right? When he goes over the top, yeah. there's nobody back there in case there's a leak out. Yeah. There's obviously, I mean, when that when that ball fell right into Hubbard's hands, you don't have a running back. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'll tackle him here at the three-yard line. It's a dead play. No, 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 everybody's gone at that point. And then he just takes off the other way, and Mark Andrews almost caught him, by That's the way. a block in the back, too. I thought it was pretty close. Incredible, though, for Andrews to be in that oh, position. He, just, he was right there. He was booking, yeah. So excellent that I and if you've listened to this show at all, going back to November ish, you know how high I am on this Bengals team. I'll tell you right now, though, I am uh, I'm panicking on my future bets because a third offensive lineman was now lost, and I, we don't know the severity of uh, the the injury last night. Yeah, but if if he can't go to make it number three overall, uh, I don't think they beat the Bills. I know they did it last year, and they put it together, and they survived all these sacks. Joe Burrow had to, you know, put up with every single game. I don't. They have to go now back to back potentially to Buffalo, and then KC to go to the Super Bowl. And they might be down three offensive linemen. I can't see that happening. Yep, yep. I tweeted they were going to bury the Bills after the Bills' performance, and then you saw how they struggled Sunday night, and now with the injuries. I thought with the chip on the shoulder, with the coin flip business, and why didn't we get the neutral field game? Uh, why is it Kansas City and Buffalo? I thought these guys would be ticked off, but you're right. When you're down this many guys and dealing with these injuries, maybe it's too much to overcome. But then again, you see the Bills should have lost to a third-string quarterback. Oh, yeah. The turnovers yeah. continue every single game with Buffalo. And they almost blew a really, really big lead. Here's Ravens head coach John Harbaugh on the goal line fumble. I mean, you decide whether you're going to hand it off, take it off the line, and hand it back in the backfield, or whether you want a quarterback sneak it. We felt we had a good call. It's a push-sneak play. Uh, um, you know, it wasn't executed just the right way. I mean, Tyler went over the top. That's a Burrow play. He's got to go low on that. That's the way the play's designed. So uh, that was that was two to get it. Uh, you take it off the line of scrimmage, there's a chance. You know, you might score, but there's a chance it gets you in the backfield. Now it's hard to get it on fourth down. So two to get it there from inside the one. We felt like that was the best call. We just didn't execute right. Wow. Did he go? He went rogue. Went rogue. Went rogue. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Couldn't have been the mm. play designed, right? Push in, go low. Why you go high? And the thing God. is, like, the Jags did it with Trevor Lawrence. Well, Trevor Lawrence is 6'5". I mean, it's also at the one-yard line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. Absolutely. That, too. Yes. This year, push back a little bit more, and you yes. have a short quarterback. Yes. So for him to do that, <sighs> uh, it kind of made sense that he went rogue and uh, did that on his own. J.K. Dobbins, after the game, he said he's tired of not getting the ball, tired of being held back, said Huntley should have never been in that position on the sneak. Yeah. He also added, quote, if we would have had Lamar, we would have won, too. End of quote. They, with a healthy Lamar Jackson, they win that game last night. They were the better team. Yep. And uh, either way, that team, I think, would have been live to go to KC and really do some damage. That defense is playing out of their minds right now. Yep.
Took it to him for the last three quarters. Yeah, and look at this. Yep. This is an, this will give you great perspective here from Max Meyer, who uh, odds maker at Caesars. The live odds right before that play. The Ravens uh, minus 150, Bengals plus 120. After the Hubbard touchdown, it flipped to the Bengals minus $8, Ravens plus 525. That's how big the swing was. You're going to win that game. They are. But the Bengals did are. nothing no. late in this in the, uh, no. on offense. No. How about that? They had the uh, the running into the punter. That was going to be a three and out. Running into the punter, three fresh downs, and they couldn't even get an inch. Again. So, right, and the touchdown drive was set up because they got the rushing attack going a little bit. So that was it helped the play action, and then he hit Chase a couple times. Uh, but you're right. It was total domination for the last three quarters, and they lose the game. And the other thing, too, don't try to get cute, and don't try to get fancy, right? Some of the play calling and bizarre stuff you saw over the weekend – a throwback to Cousins on third and one. Miami checking it down on fourth and eight, although it worked. Uh, can't get the play in. A third and one end around to a guy who never been in that position before with the Chargers. Didn't even know he was getting the ball. He had no idea he was getting the ball. What Huntley did. Too much garbage yeah. of, what, of what transpired. But I will say this. It was an incredible weekend, and we still got another one to go. Oh, yeah. Because remember, in the wild card round last year, four of the six games were blowouts. And now we looked to know that was uh, – Everything, everything goes over. Everything is a shootout. Every game so coming far. down to the wire. Crazy. And we had what two dogs went outright, and we could have had four underdogs win outright. Yeah, really. The the Forty Niners were the lone favorite that eventually pulled away and covered and won with ease, and that was because of their great second half performance. They trailed at halftime. I mean, the yep. you're, you're right. I mean, that end around play in the Vikings game as it was developing. I'm like, are they really doing this? You got to be bleeping kidding. The me. throwback to Cousins. Oh my God, one? it was yeah. so bad. You're yeah. going to throw it back to the right. slowest guy in the football field. Yep. And, and the it, Giants had two defenders there waiting for it. Right, right, and it, it, right, and it worked. It, it happened twice uh, in the same day, as I mentioned. It worked out for Miami because Buffalo blew a tackle. Season on the line with Jefferson, fourth and fourth and uh, eight. You throw a four-yard pass that had no chance. I don't think he'll ever get over that play. No, Jefferson had one catch for four yards in the second half uh-huh. after the game. Cousins. I didn't feel comfortable throwing it up to Jefferson. Keep in mind what happened against Buffalo yeah, sure. when he threw it up for grabs on fourth and a mile and he had one of the best catches in NFL history. Yeah. Don't feel comfortable throwing it up to him with the season on the line. Look, look at Jefferson in the last three games. What happened? One for 15, four for 38, seven for 47, no touchdowns. His salary cap, Kirk Cousins, is more than $47 million next year. There, There's... Right? They're hamstrung. They, what are they going to do with that? Who's yeah. gonna ta- who, who would possibly trade for that? They have to bring him back, I would think, right, to play again next year. And he, his overall numbers were fine in the game. I mean, their defense has just got awful. I mean, they, it is. That it was is. so easy for the Giants in almost every <laughs> single possession yesterday. Yeah. Um, but, you, I mean, it's it's fourth and that far, and it's a check down. Season on the line. How, that's how, how do you live with yourself? I didn't want to take a sack, he said. Oh, my God. Never had a And chance. by the way, he had Cook, uh, who was open. I'm it would have sure. been a one-on-one, and he would if he makes a move, yeah. that's going to go for like 30 yards. Fitting. They lose a one-score game in the playoffs. Yeah. There you go. 11-1 now. First time. My God. Mm. Viking fans, yeah, they, as I tweeted, they torture you every year. They'll get beaten the most painful way possible, right? Maybe well, you could have. Well, they're going to go to San Francisco next week and get buried anyways. But oh boy! Yep. Here you go. This is Kirk Cousins talking about his final pass after the game. Yeah, just a shell read there. Saw single high. Tried to work Justin. Didn't feel good about putting it up to Justin. And then when I went to progress, I just felt like I was about to get sacked, and I felt like I got to put the ball in play. 
and if I take, you know, I can't go down with a sack. So I just thought I'd kick it out to uh, TJ. And I had thrown short of the sticks on a few occasions in the game and even going back a few weeks and just felt like, you know, just throwing it short of the sticks isn't the end of the world. It's just, um, you know, it's obviously tight coverage. So didn't have the chance to, uh, to pull away. But I just felt like I was going to go down and take a sack if I didn't put it out. Oh, my God. Come on, the Buffalo game. You threw it up for grabs. You that guy to. makes an incredible catch. When right. in doubt, just throw it up to Jefferson, right? Take a shot you with can't. him. Oh, come on, Kirk. That's bad, man. To admit that to what he just said. Oh, Jesus. It's like Staley Friday. Well, I mean, how would I rank my players in value of importance? But that's it, It's easy. Herbert, Bosa, Eckler, Williams, that kind of order. I mean, what? Are you, yeah. you're the head coach. How do you make these comments? Uh, all right, football playoffs. It was awesome for the wild card round. One more game to go tonight with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. They are your go-to sportsbook for all things football. This playoff season, celebrate this weekend, uh, coming up with their divisional round parlay insurance. Then extend the fun throughout the rest of the playoffs with their playoffs first touchdown insurance. Log into BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today. To get in and all the action, Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. Up next, more reaction to the games from the weekend. Opening numbers in the divisional round as well. They close seven point uh, favorites on the road in week 14, and now they're laying seven at home. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. VSEN Pro, baby. $9.99, the intro offer. Pro tools, pro picks at a glance. Every pick, every guest, every host, every show. You gotta love it. Stay hot, Nigel. The pro tips. Get up there now. Be part of the team. VSEN Pro subscriber benefits the intro offer of $9.99. VSEN.com slash subscribe. Does Brandon Staley have a job by the end of this show? <sighs> he should have been fired already. But, but I guess it could come down to money. 
but I don't care. It's a billion-dollar operation. You can't run it like a mom-and-pop store. Sean Payton is out there. You shouldn't be able to come back from that. Not with the Mike Williams situation. Not when you're plus five in turnovers. Not when you blow a 27-0 to zero lead. It has all the makings. He has to go. But I, I, I think they're going to do the wrong thing and keep him. I'm not going to be surprised if Staley's back next year as a Chargers head coach. I mean, the icing on the cake of all of this, right, is the fact that Sean Payton is there. And according to you know reports, rumors, whatever, Payton would have some interest. Well, no kidding, he would. To go coach and live in L.A. and no. then have Justin Herbert and the talent on that team, yeah. it makes too much sense. Like, if they can get Sean Payton and they elect to keep Brandon Staley, that's all you need to know about the organization. Like, they can't make that move. I mean, if Sean Payton wasn't available... It'd be like, okay, they're probably, de- you know, they're going to keep Staley, they're going to move on. This is really not that big of a story. But with Peyton available, you have to make the move. And I mean, was it all his fault in that game on Saturday night? I'll be the first one to tell you that I think Staley has been a, a joke so far in his two years. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't pin that all on him. I mean, Justin Herbert, when he threw the ball to Keenan Allen in the end zone up 24 nothing, he, he had two guys wide open. I went back and watched the play like seven times. He had two guys wide yep. open in the end zone. He completely missed Keenan Allen there. The, the, the missed field goal, obviously, was a big one. Bosa losing his mind, although I know other people have said, I think it was Brett Musburger on this network who said, that's on Staley. That's a lack of leadership. You cannot allow one of your star players to lose his mind like that on the football field. Mm-hmm. And if you had good leadership, that would not happen. Doug Peterson said, I am not going for two unless Bosa gets the penalty. Yeah. Once he got the penalty, I'm going for two. Reason they won the game. Uh, the other thing, though, time, score, situation. Why did you abandon the run in the second half? You have that big lead. Yeah, and the other thing was what this was I'll run down the resume here in the horrible two weeks in a second. Time, score, and situation. You're up 27-0, and you have the ball with three minutes left until halftime. You are getting the ball to start the second half as well. And then you go with that Mickey Mouse crap. With that third and one end around a bandy who'd never been in that position, and he, he runs away from the ball. He's like, Don't give it to me. Remember yeah. that? You see his reaction? He has no idea he's getting the ball. It's a, it's a, yeah, it was miscommunication. Of course it was. It's a third and one end and around, end around. He runs away from the ball. And it, not only does he fumble, it goes 10 yards backwards. So instead of sneaking it and getting the first down, and worst case, you go into the locker room up 27, you get the ball, then you got a punt, and Jacksonville gets the ball at midfield, and they score a touchdown. Right. And, and- Paul, do you know why Bandy was in the football game, who's a backup? It's because the original backup got hurt in the game, and the original backup was playing because Mike Williams got hurt the week before. Oh, God. Hello. Yep. This is ridiculous. Chris Sims, after going up 27-0, they called 25 pass plays in just eight run plays. So when you're, yes, it's a no-brainer. He should be gone. And a good, But the going back, week 17, right? Oh, I'm playing, guys. Williams gets carted off. He still has Herbert in the game, and he has Allen in the game late with Chase Daniel. Right. With guys carted off. That's after one of your best players left the game on a cart. Then this week, he says rest over reps about Williams. He also said Williams will travel. He didn't. We saw what Dable did against the Eagles. Why? I don't, you can only use 48 guys. What, I don't know what to do in this situation. Yep. And then the comments about, I don't know how to rank in order of importance my top players and what to do there from that standpoint, which is an asinine You're the comment. head coach. Right. It's pretty easy. You don't know? You don't name the starters every single week? And and then you you blow a 27-point lead, and you're plus five in the turnover battle. And it's the first time in playoff history a team had been minus five and won a game. That That's in two weeks that's what happened to this guy. And you could have used yep. Williams. Uh, okay, so I'll go even one deeper than that. 
playoff teams with a turnover margin of at least four, of at least four, were previously 85-1, and one, with the one loss coming back in 1977, by the way. Playoff teams with a turnover margin of at least three were 167-11. and 11. They had plus five. <laughs> and it wasn't good. And a 27-point lead, not good enough for them. Yeah. Four INTs, three by the same player. Off Trevor Lawrence in the first half. Right, right. And you can't win the game. Yes, I twi- I mean, the, the Jake DeLome game was in play for Lawrence. DeLome at home uh, against Arizona years ago oh, had yeah. five interceptions and a fumble. Yep. I mean, this kid throws four picks right off the bat. I give him credit for how he responded in the second half. That takes guts and moxie. But it's you saw it coming, too. I thought I, I gave up on the game. In the th- so did Al Michaels, apparently. Wake wake up Michaels and Dungey. But that was, I gave up on the game in well, the third quarter. I go, this thing's over. And then, whoop. Here we go. If, if any team is going to blow a lead like this. That's true. Going back. I mean, and, and just watching the game and how that ended in the first half and then to start the second half like they did, could do nothing with the ball, gave it back to Jacksonville. It's like, yeah, this is, uh, they're, they're, they, they can lose this game. There's also this. Um, they scored 17 points. They had three drives that started inside the red zone. They had 17 points. They scored 10 on the other nine drives that they had. Now, I get it. They couldn't run the football. Eckler had 13 for 35, but does that mean that you completely give up on it? No, because it's important to chew clock. That's the other thing. Yeah, you Shorten wind, the game when yeah, you're up there. You wind so. the clock down to one or two seconds every single play snap. Yeah. And then but, you keep running the football. Yeah. But then again, it should have been 27-0 at halftime, at least. Yeah. That end-around garbage. What oh. are you doing? Sneak, oh. the, sneak it and go to halftime. Remember, he was considered a, quote, genius by many, uh, probably 18 months ago. Here's Brandon Staley and how surprised he was by this. Anytime you, you're up 27 to 7 at halftime and you've got four takeaways and you end up winning the takeaway margin for nothing, you know, it's going to be a killer. Uh, I'm hurting for everybody in that locker room. It's a special group of guys, and, you know, this is the toughest way that you can lose, you know, in the playoffs. Um, and uh, certainly with the way we started the game, that's that's the team that um, I know that we're capable of being. And in the second half, um, we just didn't finish the game. And, you know, we're going to learn a lot from this. And, you know, um, unfortunately, this is the tough side of things. Our season's over, but um, I love everybody in that locker room. And um, this was a step for us, and um, we're going to grow a lot from it. One, we're going to learn a lot from this. Yes. Two, a big step for us here moving forward. Well, I don't think you're going to be part of the team. I mean, there's a good chance, actually. Who knows? I mean, going back again, I know we're all over the place with is he going to be back next year as a head coach, but uh, if they can get Peyton, you got to make that move. You just have to. It's a no-brainer yeah, to It me. is. It is. Herbert, we believe in him. Everyone would be lucky to have a coach like Staley. Eckler, I'd be shocked if he was fired. Derwin James, that's my guy. I believe in him. Okay. I mean, how? How? You don't have Mike Williams. You lost Mike Williams. Right. You didn't have to play anybody. That that happens again. It even the, the goat. It happened to Belichick. He did it once in a game against Houston. Yeah. Final game, nothing to play for. Welker tore his ACL. But then you keep the guys in the game after he's carted off, and then you don't have them. Right. And you could have used them. And oh, by the way, like he kind of changed his philosophy again. Was this the media getting to him? Was this him caving to pressure? Because we saw it in the game against Jacksonville again. What they the two field goals were, I think, on fourth and four yeah. and fourth and five at or near the goal line. The fourth and three they settled for that Dicker missed. Uh, punting when he typically, you know, going back to last year, and he would not have punted. Like he's kind of the whole thing that people loved about him is, oh, this guy's going to change the game, and he knows leverage plays and fourth and short. He goes for it all the time. I love this, but then it, it kind of flipped. 
He, I, I think it did. It absolutely he, did. He, he read, he, I don't know if he was reading the internet. I don't know if just like he listened to people, you know, sports radio, TV shows, what, uh, whoever. It got to him. Yeah, and no one's talking about Dicker. He's got to make that kick. He'd only miss one all year. But yeah. I also thought the Staley we're used to would, would go for that on fourth and three. And yeah. I see where Brent's coming from as well. Now, it was a blatant false start that they missed. But Bosa can't get that penalty. Yeah. Again, Peterson told you, I'm kicking the extra point. And then it was a great job by Lawrence over the top, and then that's why they won the game. But that's it's speechless. Yeah, what there, a collapse. There is a uh, poll up right now on Twitter, at VSIN Live. We're asking you, will Staley be the head coach at the end of today's show at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern? <laughs> uh, we've gotten uh, a response here from Paul who says, Spanos is too cheap to pay Peyton. Well, probably. 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 Yep. That's unfortunate. Uh, right. I'm with you. It's a no-brainer. Go get him. Yep. No right now, 65% of the vote. They say he's going to be gone. Uh, I mean, it's it's just it's too easy. It's too easy that he's got to go, right? That's why I'm not going to be surprised if it's like, nah. Knowing, knowing how they operate yeah. and what they've done in the past, they're going to get that. You read those comments from the players. They I, love the guy. I don't know what to do in terms of a meaningless game and who plays and who sits. Yeah. Well, Dable had no problem with it. It was pretty easy. That's egregious. Mm-hmm. And, and again, the worst part is when the guys carted off, you keep Allen and Herbert in the game. Well, I was screaming at the television. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, we said it last week. The, the guy thought he had a loophole when he took over as the head coach. He, he found a, uh, a weakness in the whole the history of the NFL for like 100 years. He's going to change it. Uh, it hasn't exactly gone that way. You cannot. Do you think that team was live? I mean, if they win that oh, game? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Come on. That's the other thing. Williams maybe would have been out for two, two to three yeah. weeks. That's the other thing. Come yeah. on, Staley. Yeah. Okay, I promise we're going to get to the opening numbers, to the divisional round again. And uh, how about this? the number here, the adjustment in a big spot with a one seed? That's what I always say. You always follow the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Another round of the playoffs coming up in GM Shuffle Podcast. A must listen for every football fan. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi goes off on players, teams, and coaching decisions every Monday and Thursday. Oh, boy. Throughout the season, download and subscribe to the GM Shuffle podcast from VEASAN and DraftKings today, wherever you get your podcast. Well, why waste time? Let's bring him on right now. There you go, Paul. You brought him up. Michael Lombardi does join the program right now to recap everything that took place in Super Wildcard Weekend. Michael, good morning. Thanks for the time today. How are you? Oh, good morning to both of you. I mean, I am so, we are all so blessed with these incredible, incredible decisions that are made by people in charge of billion and i underscore that word billion dollar organizations mm-hmm. yeah and you just you just got to shake your head sometimes and wonder what is going on i mean and it was clear as it can be this weekend well all things considered now i mean because it's very easy and we, we did it certainly in the first hour like staley with the fact that the chargers could possibly go out and get champagne it seems like it's a no-brainer to us but, you know, again, like Spanos is the owner here. He notoriously has not like gone out of his way to spend a zillion dollars on the organization. Uh, do you think it's automatic? Is it absolutely going to happen that this team fires Brandon Staley? I mean, I would think it's going to be hard to, to generate their fan base interest. They don't have a fan base in Los Angeles, as you guys know. Right. I mean, and 
I think uh, I think San Diego had a party when they lost that game, and so I, I don't I don't know if he has a choice. I think F- Staley fired himself. Oh, I don't think I think he fired himself. I mean, first of all, he fired himself with playing the players in the meaningless game in Denver, and then he fired himself with his decision making. I mean, you know what gets lost in all this is the fact that Staley is supposed to be a defensive guru. Right, he's supposed to be some defensive. Oh my God, he's the greatest defensive coach since the history of football. And yet that's been the one consistent weakness of their football team since he's been there. I mean, since he's been there, they have not been very good. And, you know, they fired Gus Bradley when he was running it, and, and they kept thinking he was the problem. I mean, look, this team has not been good defensively. They can they can never stop the run, you know, since he was there. And so, like, I, I don't understand it. And then his in-game, every decision he makes, every one he makes, he is wrong. I mean, he should really adopt the George Costanza program and just do. <laughs> <laughs> he got, yeah, not all. Not only does he the horrible decision week seventeen, right? Well, even if they won the game, Williams was likely out too. And then the week up, he goes, "Oh, he'll travel and we'll, you know rest over reps and everything." And then, and then to top it off, you blow a twenty-seven point lead and you plus five in a turnover battle. Yeah, and if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they missed a field goal, so say he was plus four in the turnover, that's a 90% chance of winning yeah. the game. I mean, he comes out in the second half, they throw it 25 times to run eight brushes. But this has been the problem, right? So he, he's supposed to be called himself head coach, and you let the offensive coordinator. This is what happened to Sean Payton early in his career in New Orleans. It became so easy with Drew Brees to run wide stick, to, to run spacing, to get five yards whenever you needed it because the quarterback was so good. But when you got to play tough and you got to stick your nose in there and run the football, you know, they can't do it. I've been saying this all year about the Chargers. I mean, the decision to let Melvin Gordon go, I understand. I mean, you don't want to pay all that. But they needed a big back. They needed someone. They needed a Ramondo Stevenson to go along with Eckler. Eckler is an auxiliary piece. He is kind of – he's the luxury addition to the car. He's the enhanced stereo system. He mm. makes it so much better. But he can't carry you. You can't feed him the ball all the time because you take away his effectiveness. It's the same thing with Melvin Ingram. Excuse me, with Alvin Kamara in New Orleans. You need Mel, you need another back. Mm-hmm. You need another back with him, and they didn't ever did that. Yeah, it's it's one of these days. I just have to set you up and let you go. I mean, that, that's how it is. Uh, so, Mister Former NFL Executive, what the hell? How can that happen in Miami? Would be before the fourth down play. The original play clock ran down to 14 seconds. The officials bumped it up to 25. Miami had 51 seconds to get the ball snapped and couldn't get it off in time. How does that happen over and over? Well, I mean, it can happen the whole game. But, look, I think you got to go back. Here, here, we always are taught this mythology, right? We're told that, you know, Mike McDaniel is a genius, underscore genius, in the run game. He goes into Buffalo, and I tweeted this, and people are like, well, he kept the game close. He goes into Buffalo a team that he ran for 188 yards on the last time he went up there. They didn't change what they were doing with their front. They played, they played nickel. They did exactly this. He goes up there, he, he, he puts the ball in Thompson's hands 45 times. Yes. What do you think was going to happen? If I told you guys, if the fact that they were close was a miracle. I mean, let's be honest here. The defense got him seven points. The special teams got him three points, right? It, it isn't, and so his game plan to go in there was like he didn't help the quarterback at all. He never gave the quarterback a chance. Never gave him a chance. And then this whole decision on fourth down, and I didn't think it was a first down. Look, I mean, what is your job as a play caller? You're standing right there. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sitting on my couch. 
I knew it wasn't a first down. You guys knew it wasn't a first down. Everybody knew it wasn't a first down, whether they said it was or wasn't. You saw he didn't get to the sticks. Like, I, don't, I mean, and then, of course, he blames somebody else, which is, so, which is a popular thing to do. Yeah. Well, what, what happened in the Sunday night game on the final drive for Baltimore? How, does, how are you huddling with two timeouts and letting all that time? You, you take over, there's three minutes left, and you got to throw a Hail Mary. Well, I mean, let's go back to it. At 117 to go, they throw a pass for 11 yards to get a first down. The next time they snap the ball, the next time they snap the ball is 34 seconds. 34 seconds. So they burn, they basically burn, let's say they burn almost 50 seconds there. And the problem is, us as fans, nobody talks about it. But when you see you lose 50 seconds, that's how many plays did you lose. And if you divide six into 50, that kind of gives you a roundabout number of how many plays you allowed to go. They went to a huddle. They went to a huddle. I mean, he had yes. timeouts. If, if the kid couldn't do it, then call timeout. If he didn't know what to do, then call. T- but they just let 50 seconds go when they needed every play. I mean, it was the worst two-minute drill. I tweeted this out. It looked like Army and Navy trying to throw the ball. I mean, it was horrible. It was bizarre. And they deserved to lose. I mean, you let all that time get off the clock. And then, not only then, to make matters worse, they put them under center and they run a they run an inside zone play which bounces outside and naturally gets called for holding. The holding. Like, why would you run that play? Yes. Why would you run that play down there? Like, what yep. made you think that was a good idea to run an, a, a down and distance play in a two minute drill? And when they didn't, when they reacted to it, I mean that's as bad as it gets. But this is Baltimore's offense all year. They have no passing game. I mean, look at all their passes. They were blown coverages. They were loose plays. They don't have a passing game. It's Follow the Money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, current VEASAN host, former longtime NFL executive Michael Lombardi, our guest. You had a brilliant idea during the break. And if you explain this, why this would be so great for like uh, networks that are actually airing games to show this, to have a counter next to the actual play co- clock. Uh, and what you just said, like every six seconds you're missing another play. So explain what your idea would be here. Well, I think it happens on both sides. So, okay, so when we get late in the game, when you go into the game, like let's take Buffalo's Buffalo game with Miami. When Buffalo got the ball back, there should be a graphic next to the clock so the fans know how many first downs Buffalo would have to get to win the game. And then if you have the ball in the two-minute drill, there should be a graphic saying how many plays anticipated getting off. I mean, they can't wait to show us the, the win probability, which is never right. They can't wait to show us that. So why not show us how many plays are left in the game? And once you know how many plays are left in the game, you kind of have a sense. So when John Harbaugh allows the play clock to go from 117 to 36, and us as fans are sitting at home and watching the plays disappear from 15 down to 5, wait a minute, that was a huge mistake right there. I love it. You see it visually. You see it visually. That's the most important thing about how many plays are left in the game. It's like at the end of the game, they should come on and tell you how many first downs you need to win the game how many first downs you have to. And if you don't do that, it becomes the fans don't get a sense of how important each second is. I love it. I think it's a brilliant idea. So do you, do you think that Harbaugh and the clock management was worse than Kirk Cousins on 4th and 8 checking it down yesterday? Nah, you know, I mean, but yeah, that was worse. Because Harbaugh's a, a good coach and he's a good game manager and you would think that would have been more prepared. I mean, we know Cousins going to get rid of the ball. The problem was Bradbury was hurt the whole game. He played. He was on the injury report. I didn't think he was going to play. And Lawrence just kept pushing him back in the pocket. And as we know, yeah. quarterbacks hate anybody in their way. And Kirk was going to get rid of that ball. Kirk's the most unaware quarterback of all time based on the situation. I mean, can you imagine throwing that check down? You're, you're, you're making $45 million a year and you throw the ball there? 
I mean, that's good in May when we're in seven-on-sevens. So you can throw it there. Okay, great. No problem, Kurt. I mean, take your reads. we got to make a play here. Yeah. Like, here's what I said, and I wrote about this for VEASAN. Your best players have to play their best for you to win. And obviously, that's one thing Cousins has never done in critical games under pressure. Well said. Who do you like tonight? I like Dallas. I've been on Dallas all week. Okay. I think Dallas is – I think they're in the perfect place, right? I know they're the favorite. But everybody's talking about Brady. They have the much better team. They're the better team. And if they come out, and if my man Kellen Moore doesn't go into his basement in Des Moines and start playing Madden over there, we got a chance. But you know, but don't rule that out because nobody can play Madden. I mean, this is the all-time Madden champion now, Kellen Moore. He could care less about the game. He could care less about the game. That's the thing about Mike McDaniel. Nobody talks about Mike McDaniel plays worst complimentary football of any play call I've ever seen. And today, he'll probably fire Josh Boyer, the defensive coordinator. Not probably. He will. And once he does that, it'll be all his fault when he never did anything to help the defense stay off the field. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, catch the Lombardi line yeah. weekdays at uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here on VEASAN. Michael, great catching up. Thanks for the time today. Thanks, guys. Great job. You talked to him for an hour. One of those days. you got to watch the Lombardi line. If, oh. if every instinct you have is wrong, well, the opposite would have to be right. Great job, Michael. Yeah. Costanza. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> How about that play? They, they run. The, now, I know it's a third-string quarterback, but it's fourth and eight. He goes for it. He, run, he checks it down. The Bills blow the tackle. But, I mean, that play, they should have stuffed well, I mean, that. They were midfield. He went for it. Thompson was not helped out by his receivers yesterday. No, absolutely. I mean, it felt like but, I was but watching. Michael's right, though. Run the ball. Throwing it 45 times. Yeah, and he only completed 18 passes, by the way. Right. A lot of but, drops. But, but how many of those were drops? Well, why are you throwing the ball third and 19 backed up to the interception? What are you doing? Run a draw and get punt. All right, we'll get into the Cowboys Buccaneers coming up next. The difference between Dallas on turf and grass sticks out like a sore thumb. We will tell you the numbers coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
is Follow the Money on VSEN. All right, we're heating up, getting ready for the divisional round, Monday night football. Bet Rivers, your go-to book. Division round parlay insurance coming up this weekend. Playoff first touchdown insurance. Log on to BetRivers.com or download the app today to get in on all the action at Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. I'll remind you last year how the season ended. Starting the divisional round in the conference title games and then the Super Bowl. 3-3-3-6-3-3. Excuse me, four. Four in the Super Bowl. Those are how the games ended. Three-point game, three-point game, three-point game. Chiefs beat the Bills in overtime by six. Three-point game, and then the Super Bowl. Is that still... Is it the best game you ever watched? Or just the best finish, uh, maybe? The second half was nuts. I rem- the, the, the fourth I, quarter was just... Yeah, the back and, and forth. And by the way, that, that was the Sunday night game last year. Good luck falling asleep after that one. I wanted to watch it again the entire night. Yeah. Just like, are you? Did that really happen? Well, fingers crossed. But that's the that's the game people want to see again. Then you have the neutral field. I think we're going to get into it. What, Bill, yeah. I think we're getting Bills Chiefs. Well, I mean, I I have loved this Bengals team all year long. I'll say it again, dude. If they have three offensive linemen out, they're going to Burrow's not going to get much protection. You saw it last night again. They could not keep. It felt like the Ravens were getting somebody on. Uh, Burrow, every single time he dropped back to pass. All right. And would, you can't trust the Bengals to run the football at all. Yep. But the Bills had a pretty good pass rush and put heat on Thompson, but the Bills looked pathetic after the first quarter. I know. Pathetic. And again, Josh Allen continues to turn the ball over, and he's sloppy with the ball. I have my concerns about the Bills for sure. Yeah? I, I really do. do I, they, okay, put it this way. People still have them power rated as the best team in the NFL. I, I'm not so sure about that. I know it's all based on numbers. I can't go there. I, I, I don't. I mean, they're they're good. They're very good. But ah, uh, man, they have problems. There's been something wrong since Thanksgiving, and it, even going back to I even say that Jet game, the Jets game, the second, the first Jets game that they lost and Allen got hurt. They haven't looked the same. And then they had to move the game, play in Detroit. You survive against the Lions at, uh, on the on the road. Uh-huh. Now you've won nine in a row. But it hasn't been pretty. But it's just the, the you can't beat yourself. You can't make silly mistakes, and they're doing that every week. And it starts with Allen, which his numbers his numbers are phenomenal in the playoffs. He's also four and zero at home in the playoffs, and zero and three on the road. But it, they got a lot of help. They got a lot of help, and they had to hang on for dear life to beat a third string quarterback. And as Peter King wrote today, it looked like everyone on Miami got the playbook before the game. I mean, they can't get the play in. Fourth yeah. and one becomes fourth and six. They're out of timeouts. and That's a good line. It, they have to do a better job, and that's that should have been an easy win. Easy. Yeah. And it's 17 nothing. You almost lose? That said, I mean, when you look at the updated odds right now to win the Super Bowl MVP, uh-huh. Josh Allen is currently sitting at 6-1. to one. He's the second shot on the board behind Patrick Mahomes. Uh, what are the bills to win the Super Bowl? 5-1 to one plus 450? They're, they're 350. Three, plus 350 at some spots? Okay. Okay, so if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl, oh. what does Josh Allen turn into at that point to win the right. MVP? He's well, it, even yeah. money, minus 120? Yeah, it's a good discussion, though. It's like, well, what has to happen for the team to win and the quarterback doesn't get it? You had it last year with Cup, right? Yeah. But if the quarterback 
If a wide receiver goes off, they're usually going to say, well, I credit the quarterback. Because if a wide receiver goes off, the quarterback's usually going to have great numbers. Yeah, it happens so, so often. I mean, the last year was the exception to the rule. Right. I mean, it's quarterback, quarterback, quarterback almost every single year. Right. Even Brady, uh, Brady, James White. What James White did against Atlanta. Agreed. They went with Brady. And then uh, did he get it with, with the Atlanta? Yeah, that was Atlanta, right, too. And then uh, people were making the case. Well, the Rams game. Who do you give it to? That yeah. was that thing. That thing's 3-3 in the fourth quarter. You know, buddy. James White, the week of the week of the game at the Westgate, James White was 200-1. to 1. Sure. He was awesome in that game. Yeah, he, so... Uh, Look at uh, the Chiefs right now with Mahomes. The Chiefs are in the plus 310 territory to win the whole thing. Mahomes is plus 350. Well, even if we get KC and Philly, for example, Mahomes is going to be, the, he'll be the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. So maybe rather than looking at the Chiefs to win the whole thing right now, you take a take a shot with Mahomes to be the MVP of the game. Mm-hmm. I think Allen at 6-1 to one is a, a solid bet. Even though we I, we just got done poo-pooing on the Bills, you know? <laughs> Look at Brock Purdy at set, plus 750. Oh, can he do this? He's the fourth shot on the board. I know people were doing this last week, and I don't blame them. Unfortunately, this market's unavailable in Las Vegas, so I'm a little chapped over that. So we didn't really talk about it last week. How about some of the 49ers skilled players? Would you like a slice at uh, George Kittle in the 150-1 to one range? Yeah. Or Ayuk Debo? at 100? Debo? Yeah. Debo's now thirty to that, one. That's the guy, though. D- either Debo or McCaffrey, because it's it's rushing and receiving. Uh, that's the guy who could have a combined one. De- Debo went over his rushing yards prop on his first carry. <laughs> God, they are lethal. Yeah, yeah, but the dump off. All right, seventy five. Seventy five yards. yards. Yep. There you go. They are. Boom. Sure. And that's where maybe Purdy won't get the credit. It's like, wow, come on, you have so much talent around you. You're just managing the game. Yeah. And there's like just. Well, so on that team, would you rather have Purdy plus 750 or McCaffrey 14 to 1? I want McCaffrey. He can do it all. Sure. He I mean, might, he, hell, he, he might he, throw one. That He could do that too. He's your leader right now with that prop for most uh, rushing yards. He did it in the first game. He's, it's still held up so far yep. uh, with the long run. Bad job by him, though. He, looking at, he got caught looking at the Jumbotron. Guy's chasing you. Come on, make a move. Right? It's, like, it's kind of like the Bengals game, the Hubbard touchdown. Turn around and block the guy. Don't just keep running. I, I, Andrews is gating on him. Turn around and shove him down. I do think, though, put yourself in the player's shoes. Do you think they can see where the guy is when they look at the jump? He right, missed him. He was still looking yeah, back. Yeah, no, objects might be closer than they appear. Uh-huh. No, he got caught. He looks. He's looking up. He's, oh, the guy's right there. Uh, the, uh, Make a move. Stiff Army would have housed it. Another one. Travis Kelsey's 25 to 1. If see, it, that, if, I know. That's tough, though. What, he's got to have a, a buck 80 and two scores. Though. Yeah, and then that's right. It's like last year was... It's, I don't know. I also thought Aaron Donald had a great shot, shot to win it last year, too. That cost me a bunch of money. Your level of confidence with the Chuck and the home teams on, on the, this weekend. Well, I'm pretty high on it's, the Eagles. This is usually, remember, usually, someone usually bleeps the bet here. Oh, spills it up. Yeah, for so sure. There's always the, this second round stink bomb. We're getting feedback right now on Twitter uh, at VSIN Live at Mitch Moss Radio, Paulie Howard. A bunch of people today making the case Jacksonville's getting too many points. Well, I could see that. You said that earlier today, well, too. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Yeah. I mean, they have been, they've been until the first half, they were hot offensively. Yeah, I mean, it, they still it, scored 30 points. If the, oh, so just to win the game, yeah, I like the Eagles quite a bit. Just to win the game, Eagles, um, along with the Chiefs, I think that could be a really good two team teaser if the Eagles get to seven and a half points here. I need to find out more about the health of the uh, Bengals offensive line. Because mm-hmm. if that's going to be a third player down from last night's law, uh, win, then I don't love their chances against Buffalo. But, 
And then I, regardless of which team wins tonight, I mean, the 49ers are just a machine right now. You know? Have to be favored in Philly. Have to be. Uh, Barring an injury. This minute, yeah, I would playing. say they're favored. I, I, I give them a break, all right? It was a bad first half defensively. But they they got the big fumble uh, in the red zone, and then they, they contained him in the second half. So, good job. Who do you think is playing for the Super Bowl right now? That's I, it. I, we each bet Bengals 49ers uh, before the playoffs started. Yeah, the exacta. Yeah, the, on the exacta, yeah. Tough. I, I, yeah. Chiefs 49ers rematch? I'm on board. I'm on board. That's if we don't get imagine the scenarios if we don't get an upset. Oh boy, do we win as football fans? Yeah, we do. Eagles, Bills. The fans would take over Glendale. It'd be a madhouse. Bills, anybody can they exercise the demons? Chiefs, Niners is sexy. Chiefs, Eagles, Bills. Not. I mean, look at the possible uh, matchups. Here. Uh, if, if that's Championship Sunday, where we get Bills, Chiefs, neutral, and then Niners at Eagles, that's just as good as it gets. Yep. But it, it also, like you said, I mean, something usually happens this round where it's like, oh, too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the, the year that uh, the Giants beat the Patriots, when the Patriots were 18-0, the NFC playoffs, that year the, the Cowboys were awesome and the Packers were great, and we were looking at a Packers-Cowboys NFC title game in Dallas, which would have been Favre versus Romo, and the ratings would have just been yep. all-time good. But the, the Giants... Beat both of them. Yep. I hear you. I know. And see if they can pull it off again with the late game Saturday. People are already saying it's 07, uh, 2011 all over again. Yeah. So the pro tip, what we were just talking about right now, if you think a team can win the Super Bowl, you can currently get better number or numbers on a player from that team to win the MVP. We just ran down plenty of examples. If you like the Chiefs, well, Mahomes is plus 350. Super Bowl odds for the Chiefs around plus 310. Josh Allen? Six to one to win the Super Bowl MVP. Bills are plus three fifty. Maybe there's a four to one out there as well. That's the angle that you might want to take at this point. Up next, we will get into the Monday night football game that we have to cap off the weekend. Michael Gelkin covers the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News. The Cowboys are eleven and one on turf, one and four on grass this season. Does it mean anything tonight? We'll ask him next here on Follow the Money Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. This is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard as we are broadcasting live from downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort Casino as we do every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, tonight, Polly, pretty big game. Big game, oh, yeah. I'd say. Cowboys, a two and a half point favorite on the road against the Buccaneers, and Michael Gelkin covers the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News, and he is kind enough to join us here for a few minutes on a Monday morning. Good morning, Michael. Thanks for the time today. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are y'all doing? Doing really well. Good, I know sir. you were tweeting about this too, leading up to the game, and a lot's been made about the Cowboys numbers on turf compared to grass overall on turf this year, 11 and 1 with the record, 1 and 4 on grass. Their EPA numbers on defense. There's a big difference. They're much better on turf than on grass. Does that have anything to do with tonight's game, you think? 
I really don't think so. I mean, of all the variables, of all the matchups, of everything that kind of goes into a playoff game or any game for that matter, I can't tell you how often I've thought over the course of my 13-year NFL beat writing career as to whether or not the game was going to be played on grass and turf and mm-hmm. how that could affect the specific team. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I know players really were dismissive to the idea that there's some sort of disadvantage that they carry into Raymond James Stadium because of the Bermuda grass. I think they're more worried about Tom Brady than the blades on the field. Okay. As for the game on the field tonight, then, uh, I know you were writing about C.D. Lamb. He's going to get some extra attention by the Buccaneers' defense, possibly a double team. If you trust other players to step up, like let's pretend the Buccaneers neutralize Lamb tonight, who is it going to be in your opinion? Would it be Gallup? Would it be Schultz? Would it be someone else? I would say of the other options, Dalton Schultz overall has, has been more reliable in terms of his connection with Dak Prescott. He has been working through a, a right PCL issue from way back in September, and I don't know if he's fully 100% quite yet, but I, I do think when you look at Michael Gallup, uh, there's a lot of inconsistency there. When you look at Noah Brown, there's even more inconsistency there. And then T.Y. Hilton has really showed up overall, um, had a drop uh, last week, but overall, uh, has been really sound, um, you know, converting big third downs, even a fourth down uh, since his arrival. But he's also, you know, been here for a pretty short period of time. So I think you look back at Schultz uh, here in year five with, with Dak Prescott, I think that chemistry in a, in a, in a you know, a loud atmosphere, I think it, it would be, stand to reason that he would be a safety net. But again, Bucks know that too. So I think as, as they pay attention to CeeDee Lamb and try to take, take him away, certainly in certain situations, perhaps third down, I would imagine they'd be keen on Schultz as well. Are the fans back there baffled on on the usage between Pollard and Zeke and why Pollard isn't on the field more and getting more touches? And and from that standpoint, what do you expect tonight with the running back situation? I think fans were more baffled in previous seasons. The Cowboys have done a far better job this year relative to years past of actually getting Tony Pollard involved. Uh, He had his first 15-carry game this season, um, which is which is crazy to think about, the fourth year of his NFL career, it took that long to get him that many touches out of the backfield. So uh, I, I think that tonight you're going to see a balance where Zeke Elliott probably is the one to start, uh, but you know probably that second drive, if not earlier, uh, you're going to have Tony Pollard come in. I, I think the Cowboys are going to do all they can to present more to the Buccaneers' run defense uh, over the past four games, uh, the Cowboys have really missed their right tackle, Terrence Steele. Uh, he suffered a, a torn ECL on December 11th, and the run game just has not been the same. They haven't had a single game in which they've averaged more than 3.7 yards per carry. It's been especially abysmal over the past two games. So uh, whether that mean an extra offensive lineman on the field, whether that mean Tony Pollard and Ezekiel on the field at the same time, uh, different motions, jet sweep, whatever it may be, I think the Cowboys understand that they got to get this run game going, and they're going to need both Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott in order to achieve that. What's the level of concern and how what has happened with Dak here? And how do you explain all the interceptions and the turnovers as of late? Some of it is, I mean, I think Dak Prescott deserves a lot of, of fault for it. But I also think, uh, you know, there's a lot of context to every single interception. Okay, well, is, is, it, is it a bad decision? Uh, is, is it bad placement? Uh, did the wide receiver not, or tight end not uh, get across the safety's face the way that he's designed to against that particular coverage? And it's a timing throw, and Dak looks like he throws an errant pass, but it's really on the receiver. 
Or did the wide receiver simply drop a pass like Noah Brown did against mm-hmm. the Jacksonville Jaguars in overtime on a pick six to end that game? Um, you know, there, there's been a couple of those. So uh, Peyton Hendershaw had another more recently. So I, I think it's, it's, it's too convenient to say it's all on Dak Prescott. That said, that pick six that he had against Washington was 100% mm-hmm. on Dak. And you, you can't excuse it because he's got to make some better decisions at times. I think just being a little bit over aggressive uh, with the ball has, has been part of it. Sometimes he hasn't seen the field especially well. Uh, really, that Washington game was the worst he's looked uh, probably all season. He's coming off of that type of performance. But I think the Cowboys feel confident overall that he can, he can get on the right side of it and with better execution from his receivers. Uh, they should, they hope, they should be able to avoid a, a, you know, an interception um, you know, tonight, but that has proven easier mm-hmm. said than done over the past couple months. Let's follow the money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Michael Gelkin, our guest, he covers the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Gelkin NFL. Well, then more than just Dak, I guess the overall level of concern with the entire team, if you want to go back, they were lucky to win at home as a monstrous favorite against the Texans. Mm-hmm. They lost at Jacksonville. They allowed Minshew to throw for 355 yards and gave up 34 points to him and the backup spot there against the Eagles. They lost and looked bad against Washington. So overall, the team, Michael, your level of concern going into this game? I think, I mean, if I was covering the beat writers, I would pro- or, pardon me, if I was covering the Buccaneers, I would probably express some concern about areas of that roster as well. I think you're going to have two imperfect teams going up against each other. That's the nature of the NFL every single week, and it's certainly the nature of what we have in front of us tonight. But yeah, I think the Cowboys no doubt have areas of concern. Uh, and the run game, atrocious as it's been over the past month, is a real major concern because we're talking about Dak Prescott and his struggles. Well, if you don't have a run game, it just accentuates those struggles, and it makes it more difficult for, for Dak Prescott to get going if he, if he doesn't have a, a a run game, and you know they're averaging a yard and a half on first down, uh, like they have over the past couple of weeks. Um, that makes things more difficult for a quarterback. So uh, that's a concern for me. Uh, the cornerback spot, left cornerback opposite Trayvon Diggs. Uh, who's it going to be? Probably Deron Bland, a rookie fifth round pick, who overall has done well. But the Cowboys, you know, they've really missed Anthony Brown at that spot. And so uh, in nickel, what's it going to look like if, if Deron Bland is your is your nickel corner who's going to be the outside guy? Is Xavier Rhodes someone who the Cowboys recently signed to their practice squad? Maybe not. Maybe. We'll see. But that's a major, major concern because if, if the Washington commanders, Sam Howe quarterback, can <laughs> expose your left cornerback spot, you better b- believe that Tom Brady in a playoff game with a long week to prepare is going to take advantage and pick you apart. So, uh, yeah, I think there's there, – you and I, we, we could very well be talking if we were so scheduled – talking on Tuesday morning and we would be discussing how the Cowboys are one and done in the playoffs again because they couldn't get the run game going and their left cornerback spot proved to be insurmountable. I a hundred percent could see that being the case that said overall, you know, the Buccaneers have problems too. Mm -hmm. And I think that the Cowboys are the better, more overall talented football team, uh, whether or not that'll be enough. Of course, we'll wait to find out. They lose by 14 points. Is McCarthy back? Yeah. It sounds that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And based on what you're saying about the secondary, if the Buccaneers expose that tonight, is it going to be Evans? Is it going to be Godwin? Is it going to be somebody else? Yes. <laughs> all of them. All the above. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Evans is so good that even if he's going against Trayvon Diggs, 
you still probably like Evans in that matchup uh, overall. Um, but it's, I mean, I think God went on, on, on the other side and we'll see exactly, you know, how the Buccaneers move their guys around and, and all that. But, um, and maybe dig shadows, uh, Evan, something he's done only a couple times a season, but you know, we'll, we'll see what exactly the game plan is. But yeah, I think, um, you know, wherever the, you know, Deron Bland and, uh, you know, whoever else it may be at, at that, you know, on the opposite side of the field, uh, I, I know my attention will be on it because I believe that Tom Brady's attention will be on it. Yeah. What do you have for a final score? I, I say Cowboys twenty seven twenty four over the Buccaneers, but mm. my prediction I tell you what, there's there's a lot of reasons why I'm an NFL reporter. I have a lot of good skills, but uh, being able to predict football games is, is not one of them. I, <laughs> I uh I don't have the stomach for it. God bless you all who do. I know those who are listening. Uh I, I don't know how you, how you guys uh can do it, but yeah, I, I, that would be my, my score if I, if I really had to. Fair enough. Uh, you can read Michael in the Dallas Morning News. He does a great job covering the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys and follow him on Twitter. He's at Galkin NFL. Thanks for the time today. My pleasure. Take yeah. care. Great job. Thank you. So if they lose by 14, McCarthy's back. Well, but he's right there. He's got the pulse of the team. This I know is what he no, does for a living. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. not calling him a liar. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I just I, I, I get fired. That's what I would say. Yeah, I have to I have to fire him. It's a no brainer. Was Sean Payton <laughs> out there? Come on. What time? Staley should have been gone already. Like like Michael Lombardi said on Sundays, like he doesn't get on the plane if Al Davis is calling the shots. He doesn't get on the plane in Denver with what he did. I mean, come, he's not the guy. You Dustin, can't do this. Can we get the old sixty minutes? Tick 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 yeah. tick. The show's coming up in a little bit here. Come on, is, run is, down the mistakes Staley made. Staley gone. You, uh, you the can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't I'll do go, that. I'll go. I'll go one more. Okay. And Sean Payton's it, out there. It, it, if they lose in similar fashion to last year, then is he gone? Yes. That's way worse than losing by 14. Uh, I, that can't happen. What does yeah. he do, though? I don't know, because who, who would ever guess what he did last <laughs> well, nah, year? No, just slide. <laughs> just slide. You clock it. You'll be fine. Actually, I don't know. Maybe it's a Baltimore-type scenario with the clock. Yeah. Huddling up with a minute. What, what, if something <laughs> is, what if something happens that's worse tonight than the ending of the uh, 49ers playoff game last year? I, is that possible? I, I don't know. I, I don't see it. Well, well, Staley blew a 27-point lead and was plus five in a turnover battle. I don't know how you top that. We'll recap the betting action from the weekend with win some, lose some coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.